It's another episode of Zone of Truth, a glimpse behind the curtain of making pot rod. Grab your cups, settle in, because we're bringing the tea. Hey everybody, welcome to this lovely special episode of Zot, discussing Natasha's first DM experience. <gasps> oh. <laughs> So it's supposed to be the summer project, but it was kind of the late spring project instead for Sam's birthday. I can't even take credit for it because Jimmy was like, hey, should we give Sam the day off with DMing? And I was like, okay, let's just hit like rapid fast forward on all of my plans. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where it ended up. So we did, it ended up going into two sessions, but our sessions on that day of the week are usually a little shorter. So it ended up going to two and Mm. Sam was a player, so he can tell you how it went for him. Also, I will say right now, don't hold back. There are things that I have ideas about and I am open to criticism. You suck. Don't ever DM again. Just kidding. Perfect. Wonderful. I won't. <laughs> we can end the Zot. We're done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you did great. For your first time, I thought it was fun. It was engaging. You got everybody involved. I mean, yeah. and you didn't like lose pace when the people who we were playing with had characters who were not necessarily fitting into that scenario. Sure. Yeah. Okay. First of all, let's start off with telling everybody what a ragtag group of misfits y'all were, because that also was a little bit of a struggle. (laughs) Specifically, Callum. I don't think he listens to this, so whatever. I'll just call him (laughs) out. That's fine. His characters are always... They're always weird and twisty, and I know they're always weird and twisty. I was prepared for it to have something. I thought there were going to be layers and layers, not just he's the creepiest rat man with like a swarm of rats, and he wants to personally just go eat things yeah, and like devour things and whatever. He's mm-hmm. a mangy rat man. <laughs> yep. And the story I was telling was not really one for a rangy rat man (laughs) no it was not it was out of place also out of place our blood hunter (laughs) also yes Uh, yeah but okay you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and say none of you were in the right place except for barask that's true (laughs) he was a little autonome paladin who's like trying to do the right thing and all of this made sense for him all of it would have been a quest Brask would go on. And I don't think it necessarily was for anybody else. I think Teddy would have fit Teddy, into maybe. it. Teddy, maybe. Yeah. Because he went out on his own, and this would be like one of the first times he's actually gotten to do something himself. So yeah. he would want to do good, even though his familiar doesn't want him to do good. Teddy could have fit in. Brask, absolutely. Karyax was like a dragonborn wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Mathinidae was a blood hunter, and the one shot I chose to run was called 
a small quest and a big adventure. It is free on DMs Guild. So if anybody is interested, that's where it's at. But basically you start off, your party is going through the woods and you meet a little mouse and the mouse tells you that the fairies are at war and then says, oh, but maybe you can help. And when you walk over the threshold, everybody is shrunk to tiny size. Your AC goes up by two because you're harder to hit because you're so small. But your HP gets cut in half. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was interesting. Also, I had a big worry about the one shot like baddie not being enough because I know all six of you have played D and D for a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's no way that <laughs> one hag and one blink dog are going to even be a challenge really. And part of that was a little true. I was a little gun shy on one of her abilities because it's rough. <laughs> if she frightens somebody and a lot of people were frightened of her throughout the game. She could give them a death glare and reduce them down to zero HP. And I could have done it, I think, very early on in the fight with Karyax, but the fight mm -hmm. had just started and it felt a little brutal immediately, which yeah. wasn't the kind of game I was aiming for. Right. But also, Hindsight 2020 could have also made for a more interesting game in that somebody might have gone to try to administer a health potion or whatever to him. Yeah. Which could have made the gameplay a little different, but. Right. All that said and done, I did discover that I think as nice as a one shot was to sort of read through Dip and like in. having read through a bunch to try and figure out which one I wanted to use for this. I think that I probably, if I DM again, probably want which to you write something myself, like put it together myself because. Which you will, whether you <laughs> like it or not. It'll happen. I know it will. But the, the parts of the story that I found the most engaging and that, were the most interesting for me in terms of seeing how you guys interacted with what I was giving you were the parts that I had come up with myself. The one shot is supposed to be for level three players, which is where we all started, but it doesn't start out as like, Hey, you guys were previously a, a guild or a whatever, because you might be using it in your actual campaign. So I wanted to sort of have a pre-established. Why are you together? To sort of explain that, having been in other campaigns where we didn't have a pre-established, you've already worked together. We don't have to jump that hurdle, like, right. especially for a one shot. I will say that that part I thought was great. Like, I thought it was all part of the like one shot adventure. The one shot didn't start until we meet the mouse riding a rabbit. Cool. Yeah. So. Well, you I, were able to fake it till you make it because I was yeah. impressed. So that part I all had come up with on my own and I thought it was really good. I gave them a reason to go into the woods. 
which is how they could run into the encounter. I gave them a bunch of setup. I loved all of that. And then we got to there and then it was like, it feels like the story should keep going because technically the story would keep going. They were just trying to get through this to get to the next town to get a potion to go save somebody where they were traveling from. And I was like, cool, I don't actually have that part. There is no part of that story. But I was like, it would have, it was more compelling than the story we did do, I think. Right. So now I know, officially. But I also officially know kind of what the one-shots look like a little better if I were to try to put something together myself. Steal. Steal from things. Don't go all the way. It's what happens when I'm unprepared for our Thursday session. Sometimes I'll find a pre- made one and just steal bits and pieces from it to make an adventure mm-hmm. i can see that i also really debated doing this one or doing one that was a little more intriguey because i know that i think you like heist ones and kind of masquerade ball shenanigans and whatever so i was up between this one and that one and then the other one was just so so I like masquerade balls just because we had that one in our adventure that was grand and amazing. Yeah. No, I just added that one because I wanted a reason for you guys to fight, for everybody to interact, to see how everybody would, you know, do everything when you have to be all fancy dressed and have your own yeah. entrance. Which was fun. But I thought it would be fun for you to partake in that. Yes. It, it was less about the masquerade ball aspect. It was that there was a big mystery to solve that happened to happen at a masquerade I ball. I love mysteries. Yes. So that's the way I was going to go. But that one, I was like, there's no way we're doing this in one session. It's too right. convoluted. For a first time DM whatever thing, I think there were too many layers to it to sort mm-hmm. of be keeping track of for me for a first time so i opted for this one that was just a little bit more on the silly side so we could spend some time doing dumb stuff like chasing rabbits and trying to convince them to be your mount (laughs) and not get eaten Mm -hmm. Uh, i did also start off saying that everyone could only have one uncommon magic item and one starting feat. Nobody used their magic items that, that often. Right. So I kind of, on one hand, felt a little bad. It was just a one shot, so I don't know why I felt bad about it. Where I was like, no, I'm going to limit them to this because I'm going to personally give all of them a rare magic item. The rare magic items I gave to people were also silly. But also a little a little bit tailored. Like, I found silly ones, and then I was like, who does this fit? I wanted Sam's character, because this was a whole thing for your birthday, and mm-hmm. you were the squishiest of all of them. I was the squishiest. I wanted to make sure that you had enough juice to get HP back if things got bad, mm-hmm. which is why you got your item, which was the... A dragon vessel, a dragon something yeah. vessel, the stirring level, and you could have made a potion of greater healing in that. 
during the game, he was like, I'm 14. I'm going to go make a bunch of mead and alcohol in this. And I was like, God damn it, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to ensure you don't die. So there was that. I gave one player a bridle of something. It's a magic bridle that you can put on basically any creature that fails a charisma save, which is going to be most of them. But I gave him that specifically because I didn't think he was going to really like chase around and find an animal to ride in that section. But also in past games, he's mentioned that he wants to ride dragons and stuff. And I thought this was sort of a nice tie into that. Okay. I gave a bag of beans to Callum because I know he likes to fuck shit up with weird stuff. Yes. And then planted them all (laughs) along the fairy border instead. (laughs) Yeah. So I knew that was good. The eye patch, I guess, was the only one that didn't super fit. The eye patch of the knave or knave's eye patch. I gave to the auto gnome. Helps with perception checks and stuff he's not very navy but it was a funny item and it was kind of the only pairing that really was left i gave the bubble pipe to the wrestler because that's also very funny to me he made the most use out of his magic item for sure he used it twice and then i gave jimmy our lovely 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 jimmy i gave the needle of mending because in all of our campaigns so far, <laughs> he had specifically asked me if I have mending and then wanted me to use it in ways that I personally don't think mending is supposed to work. Right. <laughs> they even do it in the Dimension 20 episode where there's a letter that was burned in a basket and they use mending to restore the whole letter. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it wouldn't work. My brain breaks at that i understand the storytelling aspect that it's cool but the amount of casting of mending you would have to do to achieve that is insane true true 100 percent. but sometimes when you're being a dm you just have to roll with the flow of the story works better even if it breaks shit rule of cool i think rule of cool within reason maybe i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about But anyway, I gave him the needle of mending so that he had mending and could stop asking other people about it. (laughs) So I liked that. I like being able to give everybody presents right at the top of our little adventure to just be like, hey, look, here you go. I gave you stuff right at the beginning because I prefaced it that they had achieved a goal or a a mission before this. Right. Which is nice. Yeah, it is nice. And it is fun. And then everybody asked why I don't give them stuff. I'm like, because you break the game, bastards. It's very true. There's a lot of stuff that could definitely break the game. But it was a one shot. So I was like, it's fine. I think I gave Jimmy a giant rabbit at the end because I was like, it doesn't matter. If we come back to these characters, then I deal with that decision later. Yeah, he now has a steed that's a bunny. Yeah, a giant rabbit. Yep. I don't think we ever specifically said what kind of rabbit it is, but I hope it's an albino red, well, maybe not albino, a red-eyed white bunny. Yes. Because he's a blood hunter, and that's amusing to me. That is amusing. 
I agree I 100%. What all of his AI art was too, though. Was yes. that funnies? Yep. It's perfect. So, did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? I did. I do think, again, I will enjoy it more when I feel a little bit more in control of what's happening, I guess. Well, not in control. I'm aware I have to forgo that a little bit as a DM. You go where your characters are going to take you. But I think not having a ton of other things set up Mm -hmm. for what was supposed to happen or whatever. I didn't love the overall story of the hag was fine and it was kind of cute and weird, but I felt like I had started out pretty strongly and then kind of went to a kind of weaker side plot. So yeah, I, I just, I learned some things. I learned how to use like the encounter builder on D and D beyond and how to be going through that and trying to decide if that's something I enjoy or not. Yeah, I think I enjoyed those parts more when I was actually trying to consult the one shot. I had less fun. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I enjoy the flying by the seat of our pants thing a lot more than consulting the written text. Right. I agree with that. A hundred percent. It's usually better when you make it up on the fly. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how I feel about it. We tried using Owlbear Rodeo. As our tabletop, Mm -hmm. which I liked, but all of the VTTs have their ups and their downs, I think. It's kind of so far the one that I think has the better of most worlds, (laughs) which is a weird phrase, but it's got the... Like the measurement tools, so you know how far away stuff is. Jimmy asks all the time in our games how far away stuff is. So I was like, hey, if I give you the tools so you measure yourself, you don't ask me. Okay, okay. And he didn't use them. He barely moved. (laughs) So. Yes, but they were there as options. There was a chat option that got used a little bit, not a ton. There was some nice stuff in there. It was unlike some of the other programs, like I know Alchemy has music built in that you can be doing out of Alchemy and whatever. I had that up through a different program running. So I did still have music and everything, but it was a lot of different programs to be running. So I will say that it is nice to have a program that does that and that you can do voice through, which Owlbear Rodeo does not have. So, yeah. And it is the owl to specify owl bear rodeo 2.0, uh, yes. which in July, I believe, is going to be basically the only option for a while. Okay. Yeah. Cause I tried the original owl bear rodeo and I didn't like it at all. I felt it yeah. was too clunky. But when we were doing this one, it felt a lot smoother. So if you're looking yeah. for something free for a VTT, give that one a shot. Honestly, considering it's free, it's pretty good. That was a big sell for me because I was like, I don't want to spend money on stuff when I don't know what I'm doing long term. But I wanted to make sure I had some of those options that Roll20 has. I wanted to be able to still have music and and whatever. Mm -hmm. So they did have specifically Owl Bear Radio has set up a program that you can run and then runs a bot in your Discord channel. 
to play the music on called Kenku FM. I had all that set up and that was nice. But we got to use cute little tokens that we used back when we used the VTT called Roll. Yep. Not that it's role specific, just when we use that VTT, we also use these kinds of tokens. And I've always thought they were very cute. And I agree. Horribly disappointed at other tokens in other systems where I'm like, it's a circle with a face. And I guess that's fine. But the tokens on two minute editor are cute. They're little, they're literal, like little people (laughs) that you can move around and you can, change the colors on and whatever. So it's not an exact replica of what your character might look like, but it's, it's freaking cute. And I like it. I like it too. That's one of the things that I miss. Yeah. And I was able to give control of different tokens to players relatively easily. I know that's sometimes an issue in alchemy. Yeah. Well, alchemy is still in like early stages, so they're not, Mm -hmm officially released yet so they have lots of bugs but it i still like it it's more of a storytelling system yeah it i will say that it's good for storytelling it sucks for battle sorry as a player i hate it i (laughs) I straight up hate it (laughs) yeah i get that i do like that you can do handouts and everything i think that part's nice but for battles it blows there's no draw on the map or or add extra tokens or whatever in so it's hard to be like okay i've calculated that this is where i need to cast my spell that has a range of or an area of effect or whatever we didn't use them at all in owlbear but they do have preset cones of cold and fireball area of effect things that you can just drop onto the map which i liked a lot right we just never had to use them but right. i was like that's cool i like that that helps me a lot i have a hard time visualizing sometimes like cone of cold stuff the cone yeah. doesn't my brain doesn't visualize that right <laughs> so i like that i use a lot of free music from pixabay and i'm trying to think if there's any other fun things in there i did have an alternate encounter, just in case. I just didn't really overly plan it. I just had it there. I was not sure if you were going to follow on the quest for the hags to find the hag, or if you were maybe just going to fight all of the fairies and pixies. Uh, no, I probably would have stopped everybody because we, I mean, we were ni- they were nice to us. Why wouldn't we have helped them? I didn't know how it was going to go, especially well, after see, meeting all of your characters. I think we have a good group of people that know when you dangle a plot thread in front of us, we're going to follow that plot thread so that the story goes instead of fighting against it. Mm-hmm. Which I've never understood. I get you want to have fun as a player, but well, your DM is dangling something in front of you and asking you to follow it so you can continue the story. But instead, you decide to do some stupid shit like, I need to go shopping for 12 hours. That feels like a very pointed comment, sir. <laughs> no, uh, it wasn't pointed at you. Not at me. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, it's Evan. I have to just do this real quick. All right, all done. Cut all of the stuff. 
about that game. <laughs> just cut all yes, of it. Please. Not needed. It was really just to talk about stuff between Natasha and Sam that does not have to be broadcast to the world. Yeah, yeah. We're about ready to fight each other. Just to hmm We are. Anywho's okay. Anything else about DMing, about how the session went, things you think I should look into in the future, whatever. No, I've given you all the pointers and tips and resources that I have access to, other than the nine million like things that I've purchased or downloaded mm-hmm. uh, off DMs Guild and or other places. I think you did good. I mean, I have a wealth of resources, so when you go to start building your things, if you need a sounding board, feel free to reach out to me so we can get that all set up because I think your next long form style DMing session, like I said before, we should totally do it as a special thing. Raise money. Okay. I can definitely get behind that. But my other issue is reaching out for help is difficult if I want the person I'm asking to also be a player. Okay. So I am good with separating myself from what I know and what my character knows in the realm of the world. Books, sometimes not so easily. Okay. I mean, you don't have to throw all the plot lines at me. You can just use me as a sounding board for things. Okay, we'll see. Also, we'll I see. could be the the assistance in driving whoever we get to play in the direction that we want without them realizing it. Also true. Keep everybody we'll in the railroads. I will have to do more delving into what that story is going to look like. I do have an idea in mind. It is an idea I had in mind before and have mentioned, I think, on one of these. But in sort of looking at other stuff for the one shot, I did come across some more stuff that kind of rekindled it as an option in my head. So that's probably the way I'll go, which will be weird. And I could look up somebody's done it before. I am positive, but I'm going to refuse to look. Well, then I will start looking up things for you because I know what it is. You can, but careful or all of your suggestions, I'll just say are crap (laughs) or I'll refuse to use them. (laughs) Yeah, I got that weird. You know how it works. I'll suggest something to you and then you'll say, I like it, but then you will take it and you will come up with something better. Maybe I have an overall plot in mind okay. already like that that part done it's more so about populating a world to make it feel kind of figuring out what i want in the world and like parameters i want to put on stuff in general i'm kind of a no parameters gal like do whatever the fuck you want but i think for the basis of storyline in this one i am going to have some parameters on what characters can be Mm-hmm. they aren't going to be big parameters they're going to be like there's about i don't know two races you can't be it's <laughs> about it relatively short is, is the hippo one of them that you can't be yeah no, no you can be a hippo you can't be a hippo yeah you can be a hippo that'd be fine and then also trying to figure out some other stuff related to that so yeah, it's kind of a matter of building my world and then telling myself, don't build too much. 
it's not going to be like a years long campaign. So just build enough of a framework to start with. Right. Do it like we do with our normal sessions. If it if you're you have a one time dealio, it ends up stretching out longer Then make it longer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's going to be more than one session. It's definitely a longer form. But not it's I don't know. In my head, it's kind of like a five to ten session situation. I don't know exactly if that's true or not, because not positive how quickly I want to throw information at people. I don't even know what all of the information is yet. So, okay, well, you work on that. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think if we do it, we could do it in like September when they do the extra life. Mm-hmm. You could do it then. Then it gives you plenty of time to get all of that. Yep. Yeah. That would be better. And then it could be Party of Two Presents. And then we could do that. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Get our name out there, raising money for children. Yeah, yeah. Woohoo. Okay. This has gone on long enough. We it love you. Is. We miss you. And we'll see you around next session. Bye, Bye. everybody. If you have any questions that you're burning to know the answers to, send them to us at joinpartyof2 at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at joinpartyof2. That is the number two. Look for new episodes of Party of Two Roll of the Dice every Friday and Zone of Truth episodes on Tuesday. As always, Thanks for listening. Bye. We love you. Mwah.